What is happening, fellow fantasy GM? I am JJ Wang. He is the very one DJ Dub with our powers to buy. We are the Fantasy Courier. Wide receiver ranking day, JJ Wang. Was it as tough as you thought it was talking about it on Monday? Yeah, it was not very fun. Um, probably I uh, won't be very hard to sway as we go through this. I mean, I've pro- I've already changed my mind probably like fourteen times since I wrote these down. So don't be surprised I've even changed my mind as I'm working through them. I mean, it's it's crazy. Wide receivers are so deep. I thought quarterbacks were tough, but looking through the wide receivers, there were so many guys you could just sort of. I think you mentioned it on Monday that they could just sort of float around, jump up and down, jump around, get where you can get them to go. Yeah, it's it's like I said, there's just there's just so many. Like five to thirty is kinda of, you wanna say like they're all the same. That's not true, but they could jump down, they could yeah, I mean there's but yeah, so hey, as you're jumping in, we're the fantasy couriers. Hit check us out on Twitter, Instagram. I'm starting to post some more of those videos again since I'm at work now. I can do some <laughs> of those maybe at lunch. I put one up this week where I talked about Jared Goff and how great he is. Um he's amazing. And yeah. I even had House of Pain in the background. It was pretty money. I mean, he's okay. <laughs> Facebook. He'll be, be the same guy he's always been, right? Uh, exactly. A wide receiver two for Superflex. I'll take it all day, hmm. every day. Um, but some some cool news this week. I was in contact. We used Fantasy Pros to look at our ranking. They they gave me access to start putting rankings in to see how we size up against them. Nothing that will be with Fantasy Pros, but they might look at us as we move on, and we could be we could be official, man. Yeah, I guess they kind of want to see if they know what we're talking about first. Yeah, they want to see that we're full of baloney and everybody who's. We, remember we talked to uh, we had Jeff with us last week, and he's like, "You're you're like our fantasy go to show." I said, "Dude, you're in big." <laughs> Big trouble, man. But a couple of things here before we get going. Do join us on Underdog. Go to underdog.com or use your app and use the code Couriers. You'll get up to $100 matched in fantasy money. Use the code Couriers, C-O-U-R-I-E-R-S. It'll give us the hookup. It'll make us look legit, and you can join in there. There's also a link to join the official JJ Wang Invitational. We got a handful of people in there looking to fill it up. So if it takes eight months to to draft, we can get it in right before week 18 <laughs> of the season. Yes, and we can have people in there. But we got some 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 familiar faces in there looking to get some new faces in there. And if we can get the JJ Wang Invitational, maybe we'll throw up the DJ Dove drop or something. See what we can do when we get through there. But also, we're looking. We're, we got the the bold prediction show coming up at the end of the month. If you're interested, hit us up with some screenshots or just contact us. We are open, willing people. The way to get an entry in is to join Underdog. You said you have people joining Underdog. Say, hey, you want to be on our show? Join Underdog. You get two entries if you join Underdog into the random drawing. Do any of the Underdog contests in the upcoming. So if you join the JJ Invitational, one entry into the, the thing. You could follow us on Facebook if you're not doing that. Follow us or like us on YouTube or invite friends to do it and we will and just hit us up and we'll get you in there if you want to make your podcast premiere you can be on there and be part of the couriers just like as we get into our rankings my son <laughs> he was very excited and he so so loved being a part of Courier Nation. So, there we are. In all ages. Yeah, but hey, and I'm, I, I created a charity league we're going to do, and I'm making it best ball, so I might even let him jump in this year. I haven't put it out 
to everybody yet. So I'll send it out in a bit, but I was like, it's best ball people can draft and that way. This, the kids, as they get farther in, don't get lost. And bye weeks usually is what clobbers my wife and daughter last year as they were doing it. But wide receiver rankings are here. If you are listening, we'll talk about some. If you want to see a picture of all of them, we're not going to read you all 36 of our people that we have posted because that'll take forever and it'd be boring to listen to. Look at them. They'll be on our Instagram page and on the Facebook page. Tell us how great we are because you know they are right. You know they are perfect. We threw some up there, see what we can do. And also, if you're watching YouTube, you can see them up on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, listen to it a little longer. Go check us out on YouTube. You can see our handsome faces on there and see our rankings. So we're going to jump right in. Wide receivers, I put our two favorites as our as our highlight on the screen. So I got my, my boy Cortland Sutton here and your boy Michael Pittman are the top of your pages. And they both show up on our, our tops here. So... JJ Wang, start us off. What? Oh, I'm. Or should I start off by saying that my top two are not standard. One could be for some people. Oh, yeah, I did. I just now noticed you had Diggs at number two. Yeah, I think that might be less. That's a. I don't want to say it's a stretch because it's definitely not. But that's not something most people have. Yeah, as I was looking, I'm just looking, keeping up, and I'm. If I am going to say that the Bills are going to throw for a bajillion yards. I mean, we do know that Gabriel Davis is going to catch at least 3.9 bajillion of those yards. <laughs> That's right. But if they're going to put up numbers, Diggs has always put up numbers. What was he last year? Like wide receiver four or three? He was somewhere way up there last year um, that yeah. is outside well, the realm of possibility. Oh, yeah. He, he was higher the year before the um, year before last than was last year. He kind of dipped a little bit. But like I said, I mean, he definitely has potential. Like it just depends on how many other weapons they decide to use. If if if, if everybody thinks that Diggs is or Gabriel Davis is going to be that much of a threat, I mean, it's probably going to hurt him a little bit. Kind of the same way for um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. It's kind of hard. I mean, it's kind of hard to have like two top five guys, or you know, or two. I mean, there's always a team that does have like two top twelve wide receivers every year. It seems like. Yeah, for me, that is the Bengals is who I have in here. I have Chase at four and Higgins at 12, and I think that's going to be fairly standard for them for a good while, barring injury, at least until Higgins' rookie contract expires, because I don't think they can afford both of them. And I'll have to make that tough decision. But yeah, Diggs, I, I just – if I'm not going to put Gabriel Davis at 12, I've got Davis on the next – we'll talk about him when we get to my next um, 20 rankings on the next page. But I just – popping Diggs up there, I was trying to figure out – who, I mean, Jefferson, I think, is by, like, if I tiered my rankings, I would have Jefferson one in his own tier. Like, I think he's going to be that good this year. And then I love Cup. Cooper Cup's one of my favorite players. That dude works his tail off. That dude is amazing. I think Allen Robinson takes some away. I think if they have a running back score touchdowns, I didn't even realize that I was listening to the uh, footballers on the way in. And I missed it when I was looking at stuff. You know, they only rushed for 10 touchdowns last year in Los Angeles. Yeah, they didn't rush for a lot. So if you even, I mean, if Akers and Henderson play at least portion, they're going to get more than 10 touchdowns. So that's going to take, like, Cup just had a record-breaking career, like best fantasy season of all time. And so, I mean, I'm splitting hairs with Diggs, Cup, Chase, and Lamb. And, for me, to be honest, I think there are, and maybe even Adams to have them um, jump through to do who could be number two behind Jefferson, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all like they all have opportunity to be that guy. I mean, of course, Cooper Cup still has Matt Stafford as his quarterback, and that's really all he needs. I mean, 
they've got that much trust in each other. I mean, Cup's going to be his guy regardless as long as he's on the field. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have any issue. I mean, like, your top. Ooh. Yeah. Look at your tier one. That's a that's who I was going to talk about next. You have a guy in tier one that I like. You have Stefan Diggs down in tier two. So that's our variation there. But our boy, we're both high on him. He is your premier picture on your wide receiver rankings. Michael Pittman, you have him in tier one. I have him at number seven. Nobody else in the world has that. Explain yourself, as some yeah, other people say. I just think he's, the, I mean, he's finally like. Go, I think he's the go-to guy in, in Indianapolis. I mean, the, I don't want to say the offense is going to be based around. Him. Of course, they got the running game, and that just opens it up for the for the passing game. And there's he doesn't have any threat to to targets. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll get the best coverage from the other defense, but I think he has the possibility of like you know one of those 150 plus target seasons. Um, co- coincide that with 100 catches. And the thing is, can he get double digit touchdowns? He had one touchdown his first season. Six his second season, it needs to jump up into those double digits for him to even be considered in the top five. And I think it's totally possible. I mean, like I said, six four red zone threat. I mean, he's a great jump ball guy. I mean, I think the season finally got Matt. I mean, Matt Ryan has supported multiple um wide receiver ones in the past. I mean, Kyle Pitts had over a thousand yards last year and didn't have any t- or one touchdown or zero touchdowns or whatever it was. One touchdown, get that one, yeah. So I think. I think that's probably like the well, I would say the floor, but I mean Pittman's gonna have a way better year than that, hopefully with more touchdowns. I mean, think about all those years, how good Julio was yeah. and how few touchdowns he had. So imagine yeah, if he like, got that Julio production. Julio was a one two. Well he was top of the he was getting drafted where where Cup and Jefferson and it's usually Cup, Jefferson and Chase are the top three drafted. So, oh uh, yeah. Julio I mean, was the man there for a long time. Yeah, and he wasn't scoring touchdowns. Like he, it was like, oh, Pulio's not gonna score. And uh, so if he doesn't, if he just gets the the volume, the sheer volume, and looking at half point PPR, Michael Pittman is thirteen. I think the I think the consensus is ridiculous because seven. I mean, I want it realistically. Like the hardest thing for me, I put AJ Brown at eight, and I think you have him in tier. Hey. Three, maybe tier four. Or, yeah, yeah, you have him way down. You got him here in tier four with Keenan Allen, McLaurin, and Gabe Davis. And you have him in that one. I have him at eight because I'm just hearing so many. And this is we, – we talked about prior to recording, going with your heart, going with your brain. This was like a heart brain. I'm not – and if you know me, you know I'm not an A.J. Brown fan. Not an A.J. Brown guy, but there's something about Hurts and Brown, and they say that when, like, if you're looking at practice, he's looking at Brown, throwing it around, looking at Brown, throwing it around. And I mean, that's what I'm getting those reps in. That's kind of what they're supposed to be. I mean, that's kind of like they base a whole uh, whole practice around, hey, this is going to be A.J. Brown's day. Let's throw it to A.J. Brown. Let's make sure he gets the ball. But, like, A.J. Brown had zero competition for targets in Tennessee. Right now. Zero. Now he's got a top tight end, and he's got a young rookie in Delonta's, um Smith, that's really good as well. So, and he, Jalen Hurts likes to run the ball. So, I, only reason I got him down so low is I just don't think the volume is going to be there for everybody. I mean, yeah, like I have Devonta Smith lower too. So, I think, like, I think that going into year two, I have Smith down. Do I even? Wow, I, I bought, I got Smith 
way down. I got him in my bonus section over here. Might not be able to see it with our beautiful faces. I have him outside of 36, but I think A.J. Brown's going to steal from Smith. And in PPR, Smith would move up. So there's, like, so many ways. Like, wide receiver rankings are so messy that you could move guys up and down based upon what they can do, where they are. Like, A.J. Brown's going to get the touchdowns. That's going to boost him up. He's going to get the catches. And I just – I mean, Dallas Goddard's going to get touchdowns too. I think Goddard's going to slip this year. I have a like Goddard is probably going to slip in my tight end rankings next week as I start looking deeper into them because I just think AJ Brown is going to steal from him more than Devonta Smith. And Devonta Smith looked great last year. So if you know there's a second guy, won't that open up AJ Brown for more stuff? Like so he'll get well, his. What if they focus on AJ Brown and that opens up more stuff for other people? So I mean every. There's there's an argument both ways for yeah. both those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean everybody. I mean, like I said, I can see AJ Brown finishing the bottom of the um top twenty, bottom of the twenty four, and you can see him finishing at the top of the twenty four. I mean, that's how big a difference wide receivers are. Yeah, I said I don't think they paid him and brought him in for nothing, and they're going to pay him. And then my favorite, see, I have our our, our argument forever. I have Sutton at number nine. You have him in tier five. Uh, so that's another one of our big variations. And then you have Jerry Judy in tier, yeah, three. tier two, tier three. Tier three, whereas I have Jerry Judy way down here at number 29. So that's the never-ending argument. We've had it all off season. In two sentences or three, why is Judy better than Sutton? I'm not going to say he's better than Sutton. I'm just saying that he's more, I don't know, that. More the receiver that I like. He's more the precise, precise route runner. I think he's going to get open a lot. Uh, like I said, if I got no issues with you liking, I might, I might have issues with you liking Sutton that much. Um, but like I said, I, Sutton can get a lot of touchdowns. I just happen to like Judy more more than I like like Sutton. Yeah, I wanted to put Sutton sort of where you had Pittman. Like I really think he's going to be that good. He's the big guy. He's and I just – I think Russ is going to cook. I had a discussion with a guy at our auction draft who doesn't think Russ is going to cook. And I think Russ is going to cook, and Sutton's going to be the beneficiary because he's a big been, dude. I haven't been hearing touchdowns. this for, like, years, though. Russ is going to cook. Russ, so Russ, not, Russ made Tyler Lockett look good. Tyler yeah. Lockett yeah, is a streaker, so he's more – he's who's that going to be? We always, we always say they're going to let Russ cook. They're going to let Russ cook. Russ seems like he pretty much always cooks. I mean, he pretty much always has good seasons. What's going to be? I don't think his. I don't think his stats are going to be any different than what they were in Seattle. It's going to be the exact same thing. I, I just think he's got such a better supporting cast. Yeah, no, Sutton does, and Judy, the exact are better. Uh, court. I mean, Sutton and Judy have. Are they better than Metcalf and Lockett? Mm-hmm. Lockett's been Lockett's been higher ranked than both of these guys for like the last three years. Is it? And we're gonna find out. Is it because of Tyler Lockett, or is it because of Russell Wilson? I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not dissing Russell Wilson, but yeah, you can't say that the Broncos wide receivers are that much better than the Seattle wide receivers. They're literally the exact same. Uh, another one we're probably DK Metcalf. Is one of our other variations. You have DK Metcalf as a tier three receiver, and I have him at number twenty. Yeah, I just think he gets touchdowns. I mean, I'm not saying that the high volume there. I just, I just think the touchdowns are going to be there this year. I think he's a guy. He is one that I almost use on Monday as my. Can he? He's a guy that could prove me wrong. 
And problem is, Geno Smith looks so terrible right now that it, Drew Locke could be their quarterback. And that scares me from Metcalf more because Geno Smith loved Metcalf. And I would maybe move him as I look through season rankings if it's for sure Geno Smith as he goes through. But Drew Locke just scares me. He's pretty terrible. If Drew Locke made Sutton look pretty terrible, then he's going to make Metcalf look terrible. So if it's Geno Smith, Geno Smith was like laser focused on Metcalf and I could throw him right up there in tier three with you. And that would be a, a movement I would make as we do that was looking at him. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I, I would prefer Geno Smith, but I mean, I think Locke is out on COVID. So this might give Geno the, Opportunity to start for the season or something. Dolphins receivers. Who would you rather draft? Talking about my boys. Uh, probably, I'd probably draft Jalen Waddle, probably. I wouldn't draft Tyreek Kill that high. There's other guys there that I want. I mean, if I was to draft them, I'd probably, yeah, I mean, I would draft like Waddle right there where I would with McLaurin and with AJ Brown. I think, well, I, I don't understand. I think AJ. Jalen Waddle could have just as good a year as AJ Brown. And you've got um Waddle at 20 some and AJ Brown at eight. They can literally have I've got Waddle at 13. Or well, Waddle at 13. I mean, I feel like they could be the same, the same player. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there's that like for me, pretty much after the CD Lamb, like Devontae Adams here until Higgins would be like a, a bunch of people. Waddle and Hill, because I just think I've missed it many weeks. Everybody always asks me because I'm the Dolphins fan. I just think they are so – they're going to steal from each other. They do totally different things, but it depends on the game plan. Because, I mean, if you want to get one of those two guys, hold tight, middle of September, they're going to be available because that first month of the Dolphins' schedule is brutal. They're they're hitting up Buffalo, New England, Baltimore. It's brutal. So people are going to be like, oh, they had a bad week. Boom, bam, snatch them up. And then as they go farther on the season, the middle of the season, later in the season, it looks pretty nice. They play the Jets twice. You know, there's some good games as you get farther. But I have Waddle higher than Hill because he's going to get the catches. And I think the Dolphins are going to score points. But I think the PPR, and I'm looking at half point, um, will still be more value because Tua loves Waddle. Waddle is, at this stage in his career, I think a better receiver to, than Tyreek. I mean, maybe. Like, like, I mean, if Tyreek's out there and you paid him all that money and he's open and Waddle's open, who are you throwing it to? Then it's Tyreek Kill, right, probably. He's farther down the field. <laughs> I mean, it's just who's – it's a tough situation. It's going to be bad. I think it's going to be tough for both of those. I think it's going to be tough for both those owners, whoever owns both those guys. Yeah, I think mid-year, one of these guys could be at 12, one of these guys could be at 24, then the next week, one of these guys is at 12, when he's got, you know, I, I, it's... But that's been kind of Tyreek Tyree Hill's motive, his, like, I don't want to say his whole career, but he'll have a, a big game, and then he'll have, like, three-point games, then he'll have, like, a huge game, and then, like, a three-point game. I don't feel like there was ever, like, an in-between with Tyreek Hill. Now, there was a lot of blow-up games, so don't, I mean, way more blow-up games than those low-point games, but... What about Brandon Cooks? Did I not? Did I put him on? Oh yeah, I got him in tier four. Tier four. So you got him with AJ Brown. That's because he was one. I, I missed him there as I was looking through. That he, um, I, I like him a lot. Like I got him in the top sixteen here with me. Like Debo is a guy that I, I don't, I cannot gauge Debo this year. Like I want to put him lower, but I can't because I love Debo. I just, I'm, I know he's not going to be number two. 
He's 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 another tough one. I don't think I don't think I just don't think he's gonna be a top twelve. I just don't think the usage is gonna be there like it was last year. Where'd you where do you, you have Debo in I got Debo tier two tier three, I think. Tier three. Okay, sorry, I missed him. Oh yeah. So you have him higher than I do in the grand scheme of things. I just I just think the taking away the rushing, adding in Ayuk and the essentially rookie quarterback, which not really rookie, but his, it's essentially his rookie year, is gonna pull a lot away from Debo as we're hoping to get D, people are gonna. I mean, the good the good news is I'm not gonna have him because in home leagues everybody's gonna draft him early because he was good last year. Whereas in leagues with like us or people that pay to are listening to us in February, he might go a little later, and Ayuk might go a little higher depending upon where they fall at that range. Yeah, I think I think Debo comes down and I goes up. I mean, that's just how how it works. I mean, they paid Debo a lot of money, so I mean, he's gonna get. He's going to get a shot. I just don't think the whole running back wide receiver thing is going to work as well as it did last year. And then the running was a big part of, I mean, yeah, what, eight rushing touchdowns? That's a lot. Yeah, and he was, he was amazing. I think a big difference we have, my favorite rookie receiver you have in tier four. And he's the only rookie you threw on your list. If I, uh, yep. And I have him at number 36. That would put him basically in your last tier, Drake London. You have that you would draft Drake London equivalent to AJ Brown. Uh probably, yeah. I mean, I think he's like I say, I know, I do know like I don't want to say the quarter the quarterback's a wash. It's not because Hertz Hertz is definitely better. But I think there's more opportunity in Atlanta than there is for AJ Brown in in Philadelphia. I mean, I bet probably by the end of the season they both in both teams end up throwing throwing the ball just about as much as each other do does do does yeah does <laughs> sorry <laughs> i speak good english so i mean i just think the, i think there's more opportunity there and that's pretty much how that how that works out i think he's he's going to be the go-to guy i mean he's one i was tough i was like man atlanta's just so terrible kyle pitts is the number one receiver i love drickland like i gave up a couple of players to move up and get him in one of my dynasty leagues where I, I am so stout at for this year and next year that I could have him to set as they get their quarterback of the future. And tell you what, the way Ritter is playing, he might be moving up my boards. I don't know about you. I like, yes, good. I wouldn't. I, yeah, he looks good. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, honestly, I don't necessarily consider Pitts the number one, the number one receiver here. I think Drake L- London's going to step in and have a better receiving year than Kyle Pitts, or Ooh. better better year than Kyle. You say that before the bold prediction show. I just made that up as I was talking about. I kind of talked myself into it, but I guess I mean I don't. I, yeah, I'll, I don't know if I want to stay with that now that I say it. But yeah, I think London's going to stand just as good a chance as Kyle Pitts of having the, that season. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not a Kyle Pitts guy. I've got him in one place, and I've you know from the get go, I've never been super Kyle Pitts. I thought in a couple, but I love Drake London. I just I think Pitts is going to be the one. London will be the two. I mean, they're gonna he's gonna get his. But I mean, the funny, the crazy thing about it is if I'm looking Drake London, I have him fiddled there. I have Adam Thielen higher. I'm higher on Adam Thielen than most people. And then as I've had this done, I had this done before all the reports came out that Thielen's looking like. 2018 Adam Thielen looking pretty money, but he's not getting hit. So we'll see what happens when he gets hit. But I'm saying they're, but Pitts and London, I mean, they're playing completely different spots on the field. I mean, there's really the only really two weapons that they have. I mean, they won't be occupying each other's space. So, I mean, both of them ended up with like the same yards and touchdowns wouldn't, you know, wouldn't surprise me. 
the hardest one for me, and it probably hurts you too, because if we were last year, we were totally wrong, and we planted our flag on Antonio Gibson, who's a punt returner now. So we like the best punt returner in Washington. But Gabriel Davis, I think, is probably the consensus favorite player of the fantasy careers this year. Would you say that? He's my favorite player. I'm, I'm all on board. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've made I've made my quarrels pretty clear about Gabe Davis being my favorite player. But if he's gonna be so good, why is he in tier four? Because and not I, tier three. Because I do realize he's not there yet. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say Gabe Davis is a top twelve wide receiver because I see a world. Where you know he just ends up being like that fifty catch guy, and with fifty catches, eight touchdowns. I, I see a world like that because he does have Stefan Diggs on the other side, but yeah. I think he's more than that. So I don't want to don't want to go all in yet. I feel like I went all in on Michael Pittman. I don't want to go all in on too many people at one time because then it doesn't start feeling as important if you start going in on all all in on guys. So I'm kind of tailing back a little bit, not really tailing back, but I feel like I got him where everybody else has him at this point. I think everybody's finally on my – I don't want to say on my side, but finally catching up to – He's number 30 on the pros, and I got him at 25, so I'm with you a little higher. I think Stefan Diggs is really – Gabe Davis is going to step up. He's the new hotness. I mean, Josh Allen doesn't know that we think he's the new hotness. Josh Allen knows he's good, and he likes him, and he plays well. Josh Allen knows he's the new hotness as well. And we'll see this year because I have him right there with Bateman, who's pictured on my rankings, who I think's going to – he could jump here. I mean, who else is going to catch the ball? Andrews. So you remember the question you had the other day about who's the worst wide receiver one? Yeah. I, mean, I think this is – I mean, so I think we're, what, looking at Bateman, like Mooney and, like, Lazard as those guys maybe? Like more – I like Lazard probably more than most people. So, um, so who would you consider, like, the worst wide receiver one here? Worst wide receiver one for me is probably Terry McLaurin. Really? Oh, no, no, I take that back. Terry McLaurin being number two. Just because the situation in Washington is looking pretty – oh, the worst wide receiver one is whoever is wide receiver one in New England. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. They look pretty bad. But for me, Amari Cooper, personally, it, it'd be Amari Cooper. I've never been a Cooper fan. Uh, going through, he's had decent season. He's been, he's a good NFL player, but not a guy that could carry a team. And plus, he's going to have brisket thrown to him this year, and I think that's going to be a a hindrance. Cooper would probably be my last wide receiver one as I'm looking through it. Even though I have Cooper ranked higher than Elijah Moore, who I think I could move up. Alan Lazard, I'm high on him like you are. I have Alan Lazard at 31. You have him in tier five. So you got you're higher on him than me even. Yeah, I think I think Aaron Rodgers number one guy has to be um has to be in consideration because he just came out Aaron Rodgers just came out today after he was after we were told he was praising all these rookies. He came out today and said these rookies have a lot of work. They still there's a lot of work that these guys still need to do to earn his trust. So I know Aaron Rodgers likes to troll people, so you don't know what he's what truth he's telling. But I'm sure he can you can still be, you know, happy about guys, but at the same time knowing that there's still a lot of work for these guys that need to be done. Um so like I said, I still think he trusts Lazard a whole lot. And as long as Lazard can catch the ball, I think he's gonna be Aaron's guy the whole time. I'm I'm with you. I'm a Lazard guy. Love Lazard there. I didn't put Romeo Dubs anywhere on here, 
he is he is the guy I want to put on here so bad, but I held off even though I think he could. I think Rem, he would pose my other question. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll save it. But uh, on your rankings, I put Elijah Moore, your new favorite player on here. You have him at tier four. I have him all the way down at number thirty-two. I, and it's funny. I should switch him and Cooper, and I might as I look into my next set of rankings switch those two because I think Elijah Moore is better mainly because Zach Wilson's going to be out for a while, and um, he'll have flat. Flacco? Oh, I'm not saying that. I think yes, if, if White can't beat out Flacco, I don't know. I mean, and then you got Amon Ross St. Brown here at the tail end. As much as I love him, I just think all the health is going to diminish him. Do you agree on that part? Oh, yeah. I think DJ Chark is going to take some away. Hopefully, Hawkinson can take some away, right? That's what we hope. And then what Jameson was Jameson Williams, right? Yeah, he'll eventually come back from the ACL and take some away. There's a, Dolph is only going to throw for 14 yards, right? So there's not a whole, that's not a lot of yards to go around. So it's going to be tough in there. Plus, you got DeAndre Swift back there catching like seven of those yards. Did you say Dalton? Uh, DeAndre Swift? No, no. The did you say golf? I, said, I might have said golf. I don't know. Did I say golf? I think he's a Dalton. I have to go back and go through and listen. I was like, oh, I mean, maybe. I'm bad about my boy. He's going to throw for, he's going to throw for at least 7,000 yards this year and 47,000 touchdowns. We'll see how he does there. I am glad. So another guy that I'm rising on due to reports, I have him at 21 and you have him in tier five is Chris Godwin. If a report comes out that Chris Godwin is going to play week one, does he remain there or does he move up? I think he's got to remain there. I just can't. I mean, we, he's really good. So he might move up, but I know it's Mike Evans is going to be really good. But Mike Evans, I have games where he has, like, two catches, but he'll have, like, three touchdowns. So, Godwin's going to get the catches. So, I feel like – I think he'll would, end up moving up. But I would you move up. Evans to Tier 3 and then Godwin to Tier 4? Tier 4. I might I might do that. That would that might be a, a good move. But I think maybe Julio might have something to say here, too. I mean, Julio as your third wide receiver is on the field, like, 50% of the on – the, on the field, like, 50% of the time instead of, like – 75 percent so i mean like keeps it keeps him even healthier yeah so i mean i think julio might even have a surprise surprise rebirth here i mean godwin's i think julio hurts evans more than godwin because they're different godwin's their slot they'll put the two on the outside and evans yeah i would agree with you because i have mike evans right here at number 10 i'd probably slot him down a couple uh maybe move higgins up heck i might move Cooks up. Like, I think Cooks is with your boy down in Houston is going to do pretty good. But I don't know if I can move up Godwin anymore. I got him at 20 for crying out loud. I just think that the the receptions as a – and that's what's made wide receiver so much more valuable in our fantasy time has been the receptions PPR, adding PPR to fantasy. When I started, there was no PPR. So we were scoring 53 points a week. If you had 55, you won the week by a massive amount with nine guys because you had to score touchdowns. And if you didn't score touchdowns, game over because it's one point per 20 and touchdowns. I mean, Donovan also scores touchdowns too. I mean, he does get his fair share of touchdowns. I mean, Brady, Brady likes Godwin. I mean, that, they, have a, they have a real good connection. I mean, it's been pretty obvious the last couple of years when Godwin's healthy. Um, he has Brady's trust. So I, I think I could possibly move Godwin up to tier four right now, just not even think twice about it. Isn't it crazy how, like, just 
talking about it, like, whoa, he's up there, he's good. Uh, I chickened out, I threw some guys here in my bonus just to name them real quick. Guys that I couldn't, I couldn't have more space on my chart, actually, but I had Kadarius Tony, who I'm super high on. I, he's the number, is he the, do you, would you have him as the worst wide receiver one in New York? I could be too. I think there's several, several, um, Robert Woods, several teams. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's another one. There's some Christian Kirk. Teams. I think Christian Kirk would be all right. I, I like Robert Woods so much. I got him on there twice. That'll be fixed for the posting. <laughs> and then I put Sky Moore on there because I, I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel Sky Moore. I hated Sky Moore, but I'm feeling him um, recently with. Uh, yeah, rookie wide receivers are tough. I mean, tough. like he's going to get the opportunity. He'll get the opportunity because he was, you know, they drafted him on the higher side. But I still think Juju and Hardman's going to get that first. Hardman just went to the tent today, so we'll see. Where I've seen, I've seen that. They're going to get first opportunity, so it might take a couple weeks before Sky Moore actually starts paying off. So those are a couple. I threw D-Hop in there because he's a best ball guy. You want D-Hop in best ball. He'll be back in week six. He'll get you a couple weeks of decent and get him later. But you have all these guys tiered. Is there any guy that you can think of that you didn't tier that you could see popping onto your list? I mean, there's tons of them, but who's a guy that just sort of you're thinking about, like, you know, maybe I should have put him on there. Um, I mean, I don't even seriously know right off top. Feel like I, when I got to tier six, that was like the last important guys that I've seen because I feel like there could be like twenty seven guys in tier six, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just go. <for laughs> so I mean, you could probably take any of those guys and kind of put them. I even I even threw Adam Thielen on there. So that I mean, Adam Thielen might be that guy for me. I even put him on there just because I mean, so I keep saying he's going to score touchdowns. It seems like it never fails. What a, the last one I'll leave you with as we leave the our courier nation is the new probably the fastest rising receiver right now is George Pickens. Oh yeah. If you're in re, like we know in Dynasty you want some George Pickens in redraft. What do you, I mean home leagues we're talking about just talking people that listen to it more not as casual. Where where would you consider George Pickens before someone snakes you? Or how high – what do you think his ceiling would be this year? I mean, it's not Tier 3, Tier 2, do you think? Where would his ceiling be? I think – I mean, honestly, I, if I was to get right off top, I, I think Tier 4 is where I could almost put George Pickens, like, to start. Because I feel like I, I feel like he's going to step right in as, like, the number one – the number one guy. Or I might, you know what? I might even put like Deontay Johnson and George Pickens both in tier five to start out with. Let's let's put them right there, and then as the season starts, um, let's see who is like that number one guy. Because like I said, it, it might take Pickens a couple, you know, like same way with Scott Moore, a couple of weeks. But I think Pickens is going to get the call from the get go. He's already performing. Seems to be like that. I don't like that aggressive type wide receiver. So I mean, if he plays like that. I mean, it's going to get him on the field a little earlier. Yeah, so I have – I have where's Deontay Johnson for me? Uh, I have him at 27 because I, I think it's sort of the Pickens factor, the Farmuth factor, the terrible quarterback factor. Claypool has to play better than last year. Like, I just think it's going to be – there's three guys there, and I love, Pick, we, I love Pickens as much as you do. So it's quite possibly that he jumps up in there. I think the terrible quarterbacks are better than the – Lions terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> Quite possibly. A, a, name, a name to watch on if you are 
looking at late roster spots, he hasn't shown up, and I might have to drop him soon. Will Fuller. No, I forgot, I even forgot about him. I would never have Will Fuller on my team. So. I, I had him in a dynasty league last spot, pop him on there, because if Will Fuller plays, there's a couple of teams that I really believe a healthy Will Fuller could be a could be a number two on a handful of teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, Will Fuller opposite no, DJ I don't think Moore. So. I don't think so. Put him I'm in not... Carolina, opposite DJ Moore. Put him in Washington, opposite Terry McLaurin. Put him... Put him down in Texas. Let him take Nico's spot, Collins' spot. Put him right there. Tell me he's not better than all three of those guys I just named. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. Put him in Green Bay. Slot him in beside Alan Lazard for now. I love Dubs. Will Fuller is a baller. And he's supposedly healthy, so. I mean, yeah. I'm I haven't heard anything. We've heard, we've heard this for, what, eight years? Yeah. And I think that he's, he's got to sign a prove-it deal. I mean, he signed a ten million. He got ten million dollars last year to not play for the Dolphins. So he's, he's he made his money. So he's got to sign just a prove it deal to be that. I mean, throw him. Detroit signs him for that first start of the year, but Sharks playing well. But you know, throw him on a couple of these teams here, and I mean, I, at the Dallas, at his best opportunity to be on a team, he's not on a team. Like they've got these teams have ninety roster spots. Well, it just went down to eighty-five. These teams yeah. have had ninety roster spots, and no team has found it beneficial to them to put Will Will Fuller on on a team yet. So I think that says I think that says a little. I think that says a little something. Either they're scared, they're scared of his injuries, and they don't want to take that risk. Because I I feel like during the during the regular season. Are you going to want to bring in Will Fuller? If you're not, if you didn't even bring him in for training camp, how are you going to bring him in like week eight or week three? You'd have to be really desperate. So Atlanta. I mean, I'd rather have Atlanta. I would take Atlanta's receiving core right now without Will Fuller. So, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting with the that no one even put him in. It's like wow. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even get invited to a training camp at all. I mean, I think that says I think that says a lot. Uh, if you had to guess, you'd say Will Fuller is going to be playing for the XFL. You know, that might be a good spot for him. I think, <laughs> I think he would kill it in the XFL. Okay, J.J. Wang, it's been a great week. Names to look out for, maybe Isaiah McKenzie, Terrence Marshall Jr., David Bell maybe coming up, Jalen Tolbert for the first little while from Dallas, Wandale Robinson is shining in New York, and... Last but not least, a guy who's finally healthy but didn't get any touches is Paris Campbell, maybe, with Matt Ryan. Who knows? I would rather have Paris Campbell than Will Fuller, right? <laughs> I feel like they're, exact, the, they're the exact same player, are they not? Yeah, probably. They both they both come back for a game, have a big play, then get injured. Isn't that what they both do? You're right. And uh, I should have said last, but I got one more name for you if you're looking for a stasher who, Dynasty especially, Josh Palmer. Could be Keenan Allen's replacement. Yeah, I just traded him away for Brandon Ayuk. I, I never. I did. That's I, a good I, trade, though. I, it was like I never heard any information on Josh Palmer. Like I've been, I was looking, and never heard anything. As soon as I traded him away, you know, I get Ayuk, and then I start hearing the rumbles. Hey, Josh Palmer looking good in training camp. Josh Palmer, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I go for two years and don't hear a thing from this guy, and then I trade him away, and then all of a sudden he's finally showing off. But I feel like I, I feel like I. I got you, so I'm happy. Yeah, I didn't like him coming in because his college tape is his. He's got nothing from college. He in Tennessee, he did diddly poo. 
And then, oh well. So, JJ Wayne, get us out of here so everybody can have a great weekend. They can ponder our genius rankings. They can look over it, tell us what you think of our rankings, and think of those questions you want us to answer next week. And most importantly, join the JJ Wayne Invitational, but give yeah, us yeah. some wisdom to get out of here. Yeah, please do. So, there's so many wide receivers. So, don't don't be afraid to wait on wide receivers because if you if you go back into the fifth and sixth round, you're gonna be like, wow, there's a lot of wide receivers I could have taken here instead of taking you know a wide receiver in the first or second round. You could have got a running back because I'm pretty sure if you didn't take a running back in those first two rounds, you get to round five and you're like, ooh, I do not like my running back room at this moment. So just remember, there are so many wide receivers. You do not have to be forced to take um, a wide receiver at the very top. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.